Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. And welcome back to the second hour of Issel and Louie. However you're listening this morning, we appreciate you uh, tuning us in. Uh, and this hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030, or you can always visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. All right, and it is a Wing Zone Thursday around here, so thanks to Adam and his team for bringing by Wing Zone Catering to the ESPN Louisville Studios. Reminder, they do, for our South End listeners, they do have the Dixie Highway location open now right in front of Holy Cross High School. Perfect for those watch parties, catering to your office, lunch, or dinner. Wingzone.com, order online, three locations, Dixie Highway, Poplar Level, and in Hikes Point as well. So there you go. All right, Dan. I don't, I don't want to, oh, you know what? I'm doing something kind of fun today. Okay. <laughs> I love at least twice a day we get a text about the instrumental nature of this show. Stinks. <laughs> Y'all can deal. <laughs> you see, we went through this oh, earlier man. in the week. For one, legality reasons. And two, I don't like having lyrics underneath the liners. But we can't sing along to instrumentals. Yeah, yes, that- you can. If you know the song, you can. You know when it would start. Well, if it's not country, I don't know the song. And I'm guessing what you just played is not country. That was Brantley Gilbert. What's a Brantley Gilbert? He's a country artist. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, don't, I have no idea. Um, have you ever been accidentally overpaid by a million dollars, Dan? Isn't this, a, isn't this interesting? <laughs> a, couple, a couple of things uh, about this story uh, are interesting to me. And that is, number one, I guess... When you make, and, and, and I can understand what happened here. Evidently, Brian Kelly, the coach at LSU, has an LLC. Yes. And, of course, then he has his individual. And a direct deposit, they got mixed up. Uh, somebody did. And they were depositing, they deposited a million dollars in both accounts. Right. That should have only gone to one account. So they, they overpaid him. Uh, here's the two things that interest me. When you make $9 million, uh, do, you, do you just not pay attention? 
do you not look well? Uh, honey, we're supposed to get a direct deposit from uh, LSU today. Make sure it got in the account, will you? Is $9 million, you I just, think you have a dude that does that for you. You, you just don't even look? Correct. Well, if that's the case, then I'm guessing the dude thought that they might get away with it uh, and, and didn't report it to LSU. It uh, took an audit. I agree. It took an audit by LSU to discover the overpayment. Kelly or his dudes didn't didn't come and report it back. Now, here's the second part of this that's interesting, Louie. He isn't going to pay it back. They're going to adjust payments going forward to make up for the million dollars. But if I was LSU, I'd say, hey, coach, uh, you know, could you write us a check for a million dollars and put that back where it belongs? I think they got that SEC money. They're not worried about it. Yeah, yeah. So they're just <laughs> they're just going to adjust the payments going forward to make up for the million dollars. This is an amazing story to me. I left a job, and I got two payments after I stopped working there. And so I called the office, and I was like, oh, man, I got these. And they're like, no, no, your contract was actually for this. But I remember getting the two, and I, was, and I had the moment. I had to have the do I call them and tell them moment. And I did. But, you know, there was, there was a moment. There was a moment. There was a moment of maybe, maybe, maybe just keep the money, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, called. I do have one question. Okay. <laughs> like, this was a very specific number. Yeah. How does LSU not, like, not realize that they overpaid by that much. Like maybe a couple hundred dollars I would understand. But over a million dollars? How did they not realize that? Well, Louie just gave you the answer. It's the SEC. It's all monopoly money anyway. But like I mean, you would think you know, a million here. Would yeah, that. a million here, a million there. You know, the athletic director at LSU could probably come up with a million out of his couch. So, um it's just a, a, a million to us sounds like a huge number uh, with with whatever their athletic budget is. I imagine it's a drop in the bucket. I think all of that is true. Yes. <laughs> I think it's so much money, Avery, that they just don't even. Yeah, it doesn't register. Honestly, it's and it just I also agree with Dan. Me. I also agree with Dan that his accountant was just like <clears throat> nothing to see here. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> If they're going to pay us, all right. <laughs> LSU Athletic Budget 2022-23. Let's see if they – because it is a public school. They should probably have to put that up. Our internet, of course, very fast. Um, all right, so the University Athletic earned a, a $6.54 million surplus this year. That's um, all? That's pretty good because the idea is actually to spend it all. That's pretty good. Uh, okay. So you don't have to give it to the university. <laughs> or or whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let me see if I can find the actual budget here. Why is this so hard to find? Um, wide supplements. LSU suffered a $9.6 million operating deficit in 2021, despite receiving a $23.3 million league-wide supplemental bailout from the SEC and cutting $24 million in expenses. <laughs> See, a million, <laughs> a million is nothing. nothing. Here. Yeah. Kelly probably figured, out, figured the job he did this year was worth an extra million. LSU earned $199 million. 
in operating revenues during the 2022 fiscal year, 77 million more than the year's previous total. <laughs> I, I can't even picture that amount of money. Oh. 199 million and you're missing a million? I'm telling you, Avery, that's yeah, less than a percent. Yeah, you're, you're not yep. going to see yep. that. That's, it's literally half a percent. It, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's making more sense. But, like, <laughs> so much money, man. So much money that they just <laughs> gave away. I, I think the best part is, uh, don't worry, coach. You don't have to pay it back. Right. We'll, we'll just, just, we'll, we'll just... We'll, yeah, we'll make some adjustments <laughs> going forward. You keep, you keep that million. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Again, I've, I've asked it on this show before. I wonder if the uh, I'll show up to the press conferences on time when you win some games. How that guy's doing? Yeah. How that yeah. guy's doing? Yeah. How, how's it going? Fifty-six to seven, or sixty-three to seven in the in the bowl game. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Idiots. All right. It was <laughs> it was the it was the most lopsided bowl game in the history of bowl games right. uh, until the championship yeah. game between <laughs> Georgia and TCU. So LSU had the record for about three weeks. Records meant to be to, meant to be broken. <laughs> oh man! All right. The other story that I didn't put on here is that um, Blake Corum, who is my guy, is the running back at Michigan. Had, right. Had his Camaro stolen. Yeah, I, and it was. Yeah. I love before, like if players got cars, which I saw a lot of it at Michigan State when I was in school. Like if your car got stolen, you just kind of like went to the guy who got you a car and just get another car. You couldn't talk about it. But Corum had a 2017 camouflage wrapped Camaro stolen. The, uh, camouflage with his logo on it. Like, how do you hide that car? <laughs> You put it in the woods. <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense. Like, you you would easily spot a camouflage car on the road. You're not going to spot it very well in the woods, but, like, the road And trip. what what percentage of the 60,000 people that go to Michigan do you think knew that that was his car? <laughs> All of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All of them. Uh, <laughs> He's claiming that his parents bought the car for him. Have you ever had a car stolen, Louis? No, but we uh, when we lived in Germantown, uh, our cars got broken into a lot. Hmm. Yeah, because we I, I don't know someone would just come in. Literally, I, I, if I left change in the in the cup holders, like people would break in and take the change, and they would like like a, a locked car, like like wedge it open to get coins. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. The only time that I've ever had a break-in or something like that, uh, there was a, oh, man, help us texters. There was a, a really nice restaurant uh, down by UofL, uh, kind of in a Tudor-looking building. The Cottage Inn? The Little Cottage Inn? No. Uh, anyway, I was parked there. This, this was uh, in, in the age when CB radios were, were all the rage. Were you around for that, Louis? No. Hang on. A house or like an apartment? You're not talking about Bucks in Old Louisville, are you? No. Okay. All right. Sorry. No. I'm trying to. Um, it was down by U of L on like 4th or 3rd or something. Um, I want to say Hassenauer's, but that's not right. No, Hassenauer's was in a different part. Yeah. Of yeah. And anyway, uh, there was a period of time where everybody had a CB radio. And, you know, you would talk to see where the cops were hanging out. And and so, you know, you could go out and if you trusted what the truckers and, and everybody 
I mean, bank presidents driving Cadillacs acted like they were truckers. Uh, so everybody had a CB radio. And we went in there and had dinner after a, a colonel's game one night. And I came out and Are you somebody... just talking about Masterson's down here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Is it still there? No, we're. I'm sitting where Masterson's used to be. Really? Yeah. Uh, and, and on that block and like the 70 people that are texting in very much appreciate you yes it was faster because they went away from they went away from having a restaurant to just doing catering by the time i moved here that's i'm sorry that's why I, okay yeah. all right well i was at masterson's one night and somebody had i mean they had to be very professional drilled the lock out of the passenger's door Jeez. and and my cb radio was gone mm. that that's the only time i've had anything like that happen I'm telling you, man, we, we just got 15 texts about Masterson's. That's, uh, it's good to know that there are people listening. <laughs> it, 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 was you, really, it was really a good restaurant. You're not the first person to tell me that. But like yeah, I said, no, by the time I got it, here, they had, they had largely gone to catering. So, Yeah, no, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was one of the better restaurants in Louisville. They're, still, they're still very much in, in business. They just sold this, this area so they could build Cardinal Town um, to L. I used to park across the street. There used to be a blue lot right there. And yeah, my there's blue... still a blue lot over oh, there. there. It's okay. just on the other side of the bank. And I spent all of the money I made at U of L at China Inn eating hot and sour soup. <laughs> it's got to be one of the two or three best soups I've ever had in my life. The place was incredible. Um, but yeah, well, there you go. Well, Masterson's on a Masterson's. Yeah. Yep. I've been I've been told by the way on the text line, and this is this is not my Bailiwick, Dan. So. Um, Apparently, it's not in your wheel. It's not in your wheelhouse. Not my really. wheelhouse, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that I guess with these wraps on these cars, it's it, the, the texture's like, bro, just you just undo it, like you just take the wrap off. <laughs> so, oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Right. That actually makes sense. Um, what was your handle? So, what was your CB handle? Is coming down on the text line. <laughs> oh, big forty-four. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's funny about that? <laughs> Everything. Did you um? Do you know the shame of this, Avery? The only the only thing about so I I really like Sherry. She's great. But the only like negative thing about you, Dan, is that you don't have any like I was on the CB and that's how I used to pick up chick stories. This is big forty four. What you doing tonight? Like you don't have those stories. Do you know what I mean? Hey, I've been I've been married for fifty three years. I, th- that's what I'm saying. It's good and bad. Yeah, it's no. bad for radio, but it's good for you. Yes, no, I understand. No, <laughs> no. Do you I, understand I, how those could be I, great I, stories? Like, I, like I, the big forty four stories would I, be great. I, I dated like three girls my whole life. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was dating. Have I ever told you this story? Nobody wants to hear this. Never mind. Tell the story. Come on. What are you doing? I, I was I was dating a girl. <laughs> I, I was trying to get a date with Sherry, okay. and she and she just would not go out with me. She had her she had her high school. I mean, I fell in love with Sherry my sophomore year when I first saw her cheering on the sideline. Uh, but and and I tried and tried, and she would. She had a high school boyfriend, and she she wouldn't go out with me. And so I was dating another girl, and we came back. We we played in Georgia. And we won. We won the game in Georgia, and that clinched the SEC for us. Nice. Uh, and so 
I got, uh, there was a guy that lived across the hall from me in the dorm, and he was uh, a cheerleader as well, and I and he was my conduit. He was the guy that I always tried to get him to get Sherry to go out with me. And so uh, the cheerleaders flew to Georgia, separate planes, but they flew oh. to Georgia. And so um, Tom comes in the locker room and says, uh, Sherry said uh, you can give her a ride home when we get back to the airport. And so they landed first, and there were like a thousand people out at the Lexington Airport, maybe even more. Yeah. And and Damn this right. girl and this girl I was dating, I come down the steps, and this girl that I was dating comes up and plants one on me. <laughs> and Sherry's standing there watching. And so she makes she bolts for the terminal. This was all on the tarmac. She bolts for the ter- terminal to call her dad to come and pick her up. So I tell the girl I'm dating, I, I got to go around and, and get my bag on the other side of the airplane. I'll be right back. And I also bolted, bolted <laughs> for the terminal and talked Sherry into uh, letting me drive her home. And so that was 1968. That was the last time I, I dated another girl. <laughs> I want to just clarify one thing. Yes. You just and, and, left your and girlfriend. By the way, you by left the your way, current girlfriend at the airport is what you're saying out loud, yes? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Did I, you a, ever properly break up with her? Yeah. I told her I had to go get my bag. <laughs> was properly. No! I was properly breaking up with her. And to this day, I have told Sherry, honey, I don't know who that was. It's just, just a fan that was excited about us winning the game. Dan! No! <laughs> that, that's not what you do! No! I had put a lot of time and effort to get this date with Sherry. I wasn't going to let that fall through the cracks. I literally so properly break up with the girl you're dating. I just stood up and applauded. I got out of my chair in the studio <laughs> to applaud the fact that Sherry still doesn't know that story. Do you? Uh, I mean, she knows. She saw the girl plant one on me. That's by the way. That's just a power move. What? That, that was all of that was a power move. Oh yeah. You get the kiss from the girlfriend. The girl runs off. She's all distraught, and then you chase down the girl. Oh, yeah. it's all power moves. Yeah, it's all power moves. Yeah. You ditch the girl. The girl at the airport. Um, I had to go get my bag. <laughs> she, you know, uh, Avery. When I didn't come back, she probably knew the relationship was over. <laughs> she probably figured it out. But like, at least say something. Don't just say, "Hey, I'm gonna go get my bag," and then run after some other girl. <laughs> That's how it happened. That's not how that, that works. That's how it happened. Uh, that's, the, that's the only dating story I have. That's so much worse than just saying, hey, <laughs> I think we should break up. <laughs> I didn't have time. Someone suggesting on the text line your CB name could have been Busted Grill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I didn't you have any teeth? teeth? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like Big 44. Yeah. Uh, no, a lot of people like Big 44. A lot of people like that story, too. Yeah. Come on back. <laughs> Come on back, Big 44. I have to go get my bag. <laughs>
<laughs> I, you know what? I, I, you're getting a lot. You're actually getting a lot of. Wow. This, okay. Here come the text. Holy moly. Um, Issel, world class player on and off the court. <laughs> Best story Dan's ever told. <laughs> Don't ever say Big Forty Four doesn't have a story. There it is. There it is, man. <laughs> All the text line, dude. I'm getting one. I'm getting one personal bad phone too. That you're 100 percent and you're right because you got what you do what you wanted. And you got what you wanted. So right. Um, yeah. My yep. when I met my wife, she was dating someone else. Same situation. So no, I get it. My yep. future. And at I, the time, I've my never. Future, so. That that would have been. Is there 19... any way for us to track down the woman that you left at the airport and have her on the show? Uh, I have no idea. I doubt it. You'd probably need a name. Well, you know it. Well, I don't. I don't recognize. I know the first name. I don't remember the second name. It's fifty-four years ago. Fifty-five years ago. You leave this girl at the airport to get your bag and run after this other girl, and you can't remember her full name. No, I can remember her first name. I don't remember her second name. Oh my god, Dan. It was 55 years ago. The story has everything. I love it. Oh, this is great. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, and, the other and part since of this. that night, that would have been 1968. Since that night, I have never had a date with another woman. I love it. I love it. That story had That's everything. That's it. I love it. That's it. Big S getting that done. There it is. <laughs> I got to go get a bag. <laughs> I thought it was pretty quick thinking. On that <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Ends yeah. me, end meets means there. There you go. There you oh, go. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, damn. Yep. I'm just dealing. Oh. <laughs> People love that you can't remember her name. Like, just... <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember yeah, your, do. a girl you dated fifty-five years ago? No, do you remember her name? I remember one from. Let's do uh, twenty. Oh wow, God! Almost thirty years ago. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Catherine. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Catherine. Sorry, Chris. Can't remember your second your last name. So. My text line. My great great grandmother told me this story. It was her. Okay, good job, text. <laughs> great great great. Come on, it, I said fifty five, not a hundred and fifty five. Come on now. Come on. She could be. This person could be young. I knew my great grandparents. This okay. Someone suggested he said great great grandparents. Yeah. Great, great's a lot. But George Washington. Someone suggesting. <laughs> someone suggesting the name of this story is perpetual baggage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we man. have some clever texters, don't we? Yeah. You know, like someone someone pointing out that Avery hasn't met the one if she doesn't understand what Dan did. Hmm. No, it doesn't. Like, that person, like, Sherry, definitely the one. I broke up like, a relationship to get my wife to date me. I, I, like, I agree with the text. break up with the girl you're dating to go after another girl. I kind of don't disagree with that, too. <laughs> like, properly break up. Don't just, like, say you're going to go get your bag and run Look, after my man, another guy. My man biggest doesn't have time for the feelings of people for whom last names he doesn't remember. I mean, let's... let's Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, and it was uh, we had a we had a few dates. It wasn't like, you know, it was a serious relationship or anything. I love it. Oh, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> Big 44 is, has forgot more names than Big Lou has been with. Sorry, Louie. No, you don't have to apologize to me. That's a good text. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. I love perpetual baggage. That's great. Yeah, I like that one, too. Uh, that's what we'll call her from now on. Prime is out. Prime is out. Perpetual baggage is in. God, I hope she's not listening. She's not. Don't worry. Our wives don't listen to this show. <laughs> Sherry does occasionally. Really? Okay. Yeah. If if the cooking network doesn't have anything on very good, she listens to it. Well, I, you know, even if she heard the story, it's not like the story didn't work out for her, too. Uh, well, I hope she feels that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care at this point, really? Well, sure. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know, I don't know if you get to like the 52-year mark and you're like, you know what? You're stuck. No, 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 no. She's still my best friend. You just made Avery's day right there. I think you got, I think. Yeah, that that was sweet. (laughs) Did that overcome the other, uh, the other actions? I'll decide later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm glad you're not in studio for this one because Avery might get out the hatchet or something. Uh, We don't Uh, have a hatchet here, at least not one that I found, but we do have a mallet. Do have a mallet. That's true. <laughs> I love how we got to this from t- talking about LSU overpaying Brian Kelly by a million times. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Good lord. What did you want to say, Daddy? You going to talk about Barino's Pizza? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I was. I, I was. <laughs> I was going to say that this is Big Forty Four reminding you that this hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. <laughs> They have you covered with a nationwide network of dentists and Delta Vision. If you're looking for a dental or a vision plan, you can call them at 1-800-955-2030. Or you can visit them online. Come back, Big 44, at ky.deltadental.com. Breaker, breaker. This is ESPN 680, 105.7. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in the Big 44 and Louis show here on 680-1057. Thanks for making us part of your Thursday morning. Uh, Louisville-Notre Dame this weekend on Saturday. Back in action. Uh, 10.30 pregame. A noon tip for them, for Paul Rogers, Bob Alvano, and the beautiful man himself. Taylor Lynch will have you around 2.30 for the Coors Life postgame show. All of that on your home for the Cards, 93.9 The Villain. Of course, Kentucky plays Kansas that night. That's an 8 o'clock tip, so around 10, 10, 15, you'll get that Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Streetle and Ents will take you uh, after that game. Calls, texts here from John Calipari, everything else. Uh, guys do a great job on the postgame shows here. Um, a lot of... Uh, a lot of great work actually going on uh, behind the scenes for those shows. And so make sure you uh, you tune in both the uh, Coors Light postgame show on the Louisville side and then the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show on the Kentucky side. Um, kind of a, a boring one a couple nights ago after Vandy, but you know what? Once in a while, it's good to do a boring postgame show, Dan. Exactly. <laughs> so no, what? as Ben said, no drama. <laughs> no, that's no right. No drama yeah. in that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, the culture item today is that they're changing Splash Mountain at Disney and I this is more of uh, I don't I I don't have a huge affection for Disney or these kinds of things. Have you been to Disney World, Dan? Oh yes. Okay. Oh Are, yes. Was it a thing you did with your kids a lot? 
Yeah, not a lot. Okay, but uh, we've been, uh, but we've been to. Uh, well, now I'm having a hard time remembering. I don't know if we ever took the kids to Disneyland. We certainly have taken the grandkids several times. But yeah, when uh, we 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 went, we made several sojourns to uh, to Disney World. And I've actually ridden on this ride. I think Splash Mountain's underrated. Actually, it's a fun. I, I yeah, do it's just too. kind of fun. Yeah, it's a I, great I do, ride. Yeah, and, and so as I was reading this, I never did see why they're closing it. You know what the the, the movie that it's based on is so old that I mean I would guess ninety eight percent of the people that ride the ride have never seen the movie. And, and Song Song of the South, yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. It, very old, and they're they're updating it with their New Orleans um, Tiana and the Frog. Is that what it was called? Uh, Prince, technically Princess and the Frog. Thank you. Okay, uh, Tiana's yeah, the princess in that movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if but you've is, seen that one, but is it still going to be a, a a a roller coaster ride in the in the water? Yeah, they're just changing out uh, basically the characters right. and the oh, overall decor. Okay, all right, I got it now. Yeah. And, and there's 1946 Song of the South. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, to me, like, there's a little bit, Dan, of like people thinking they're doing it because it's more politically correct to get away from, you know, you know, the Song of the South or whatever. Dis- blah, blah, blah. Disney, Disney would do something <laughs> politically correct. Really? But I do. Wow. Think, I find that hard to believe. But did you did you read some of this where people like apparently think the water on the rides is like special? Yeah. There's <laughs> you can buy it on eBay. It's terrifying. <laughs> now, how cynical? <laughs> how cynical do you have to be to really think that this is water from Splash Oh, Mountain? you sound a little like Louie there, Daniel. <laughs> uh, so people are people. Evidently, when you have fifty-seven thousand people yeah. a day at your theme park, you have you have to keep the water pretty high in chemicals to keep it and so that's the way they are documenting the water from splash mountain if it's not chock full of chemicals it didn't come from disneyland and i have no idea if this makes me politically incorrect but i think the zippity doodah room when you get to the end of that ride is the is the the best cheesy thing at, at disney world I like it a lot. I think it's great. All of the like fake animals that are like mechanically dancing in the back, and I think the song is whimsical. And um, so I, I don't know what that what kind of person that makes me, but I think that room is awesome. And, and so I will say, uh, we went as a family last year. It was a year and a half ago, or something like that. And um, I'm never going again. But um, I'm glad I got to do go on that ride before they shut it down and do something different. I'm sure it'll be fine yeah. in the new in the new version they seem to do. There you go. Those but yeah, uh, that, now we have a family that, tradition Dan where my wife so her parents are huge Disney people. And so my wife takes each of our children individually to Disney World with her and her parents. So each kid gets their own trip. Boy, that gets you off the hook. Except that I have to stay home with three kids. Oh, okay. Now, right. when mom's not around, my kids are very well behaved. Because they can't go, mommy, mommy, dad's being mean. They can't do that, right? And so um, ran into that this morning. <sighs> Dan, I had a moment this morning. <laughs> so my, my daughter's like, hey, I want to get some gloves. I'm like, no problem. My sons have never worn gloves. Never worn gloves. One of my sons like throws a fit about putting gloves on. And so my wife's like, here, here, just take the gloves. And he puts them in his pocket. He doesn't even put them on. Oh, man, I almost threw them in the road. Like, oh, <laughs> Dare you. It's the fact of just having them. 
As we, we got told, we got in the car and I I just looked at him and I said, dude, if you ever throw a tantrum like that again, you're walking to school. You're done. I, I'm not putting you in the car again. You're done. And he just gave me this look. And I'm like, that's it. We're done. We're done. You do that one more time. You're walking. We're done. As, the the, as the I, taxi is done. <laughs> as I told my friend Brereton Jones, when his daughter showed up unexpectedly to a derby party at the governor's mansion <gasps> with blue hair, I said, I said, Brary, they're all going to be idiots. Some of them are idiots for six months. Some of them are idiots for six years. But at some point, they're all going to be idiots. My dad had a hard rule. No piercings, no tattoos while you live in their house. But you can do whatever you want to your hair because that'll grow out. Oh, that, so did you ever dye your hair? You know, I only did once, and it was in college because I lost a bet. And I, I was a, a resident assistant, shocking to no one. I was an RA in college, and I had a co-ed floor. So on the first floor were the guys, and then in the like terrace basement thing were the, the girls. And I had like, I don't know, like 15 guys, and there were like 12 girls in the basement. And I told the girls... As an RA, you had to put on events, and you had to have a certain number of people to show up to them for them to count. And I told the girls, I said, if 10 of you show up, you can dye my hair whatever color you want. And they all showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the credit for the event, whatever. So I went in, and they um, they sat me down in their in their bathroom, and they dyed my hair like the brightest blue color they could find. Wow. So I had blue hair for like 10 days, and that's the only time I've ever dyed my hair. You've met wow. me. I, I, I went gray years ago, and I just don't care. And, and yeah, no, it is what it is. So Now, now Thumbs, you, uh, you occasionally dye your hair, right? Yes. Um, so I am a natural blonde, extremely blonde. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. That's the one color I've never seen. Oh, yeah, because I got rid of the blonde before I got to Louisville. So um, <laughs> right after my sophomore, no, my freshman year of college. Wow, I feel old. Um, so I go and I'm like, okay, I want to dye my hair. I need change. And I do this red violet. And I stay that way for a year. I get it touched up every month or so. Hmm. Um, and I mean, I worked at a hair salon, so I got it for 10 bucks compared to 75 plus. Hmm. There you go. So yeah, I, I'd get it touched up. I had my favorite stylist. She would do it. Great. Love her. She's doing excellent now. Um, hmm. and then like for a while I hadn't, um, dyed it because I left that school my, like after sophomore year. Right. Um, and so I just, it kept fading. It, the red was still in, but it faded to a pretty little uh, rosy pink. Gorgeous color. Loved it. <laughs> it was growing out, so like half my hair was blonde. The other half was all red. And so I go and I get it redone um, at one of the salons by my parents' house in Georgia. And I go to black and blue. And I've basically done black and blue every time I've gone to the salon since. She's mm. a, her way of being a Kentucky fan without saying it out loud, Dan. There you go. No, there I just... Go. I, <laughs> I don't look good with blonde hair. At least I don't like blonde hair because I'm already white as it is. I had to tan... You are white, that's true, yeah. I had yeah. to tan for my graduation because I was whiter than my dress. <laughs> <laughs> my dress was so white that I had to tan so that I wouldn't look like a corpse that was walking around at graduation. <laughs> I mean, I was already in searing pain now because that's of how funny. much regalia I had. But yeah. like, 
That it, was funny. It was crazy. I had like 11 pieces of regalia at graduation. <laughs> Blake and Baker's responding to people on the text line right now during our show. Dan, get, get a life, Mark. God. Um, <laughs> did you break your nose and wear a mask during a game once, Dan? Uh, I broke my nose on numerous occasions, and that's why it looks like it does now. But I, mm. I never, I never wore a mask. Mm. No, I couldn't. I couldn't wear a mask. Oh, this person accidentally um, texted in uh, to the uh, the Diener show when I think they were <laughs> trying to uh, mention them. But uh, the third and Tuesday dinner on turf fight. Oh, okay, we'll talk about that. Do you um? <laughs> Oh, it's a good text. I'm not going to read that on air, but that's a good text. Um, <laughs> do you think the people would rather me give out um, something for the Pegasus stuff or for the Derby prep at Oakland this weekend? What do you think, Dan? T- uh, tomorrow? Uh, I, so it goes in the in the sheet on Saturday, but I do them on Thursday. Oh. So after the show on Thursdays, I always go to the break room, grab some chicken, and do my handicapping for the sheet. That's my Thursday. Yeah, no, you've got to do you, you've got to do the Pegasus. Okay, done. I mean, that's a three million dollar race, and okay. there's an, a million dollar race, and and and, and uh, um, Arabian Nights going to be two to five. So, no, you have to do you have to do uh, Gulfstream. I appreciate this person had never texted in before, and they were the ones who suggested the Big Forty Four and Louis show, which I appreciate. They're also now suggesting that we have to work, implement Snow White into the show's name because of Avery. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Louie, before we run out of time, I want what? to tell everybody about my friends at Bear Nose Pizza, especially the original Bear Nose, uh, the one on Taylorsville Road across the street from Bowman Field. Uh, great food, great drinks, great people. Bear Nose has you covered for lunch or dinner, carry out, dine in, or delivery. Yeah, it's that good. Bear Nose Pizza. All right. Well, uh, last couple of things to get to. We did talk about the U of L game from last night. Um, it looked like the Western Kentucky game of the first half, and then it didn't look like the Western Kentucky game exactly. in the second half. Exactly. Um, Louisville heading to Notre Dame this weekend. Do you think they can build on that performance? Like you know, hey, let's look at the first half tape. This you know, these are the things that worked, or. Is it just a is it a purely game to game thing with them, Dan? Uh, it's a game to game thing. Yeah, I mean, you, you got real excited about uh, the Western win because it really looked like things were coming together. Then they beat somebody by five points and haven't won since. So no, it's a it, it's a game, and it, and I think what what it showed last night is they can play better. I thought last night they played, you know, as as well as I've seen them play in a long time, and it still turned out not to be much of a game. Hey, so. Avery, the police are here, so why don't you go hide in the back? <laughs> I, I want to know if they're getting food or actually like they're here for Avery doing stuff. She's right there, sir. She's right there. Oh my gosh, I know the nighttime staff as long as if it hasn't changed she's because right I had there. to call them all the whole time sir, last year. Officer, she's right there. <laughs> We'll see what Are they in the studio? <laughs> Not yet. Oh, okay. They're at least I'll outside. <laughs> you may have to carry the show for 30 seconds here while I'll let the cops in. <laughs> um. <laughs> like, I had to call the night staff multiple times while I worked in housing, and it got to the point where they're like, oh, of course it's you working. All right. Like, yes, I had to call you guys, like, every other week, basically. It was, it was not good. <laughs> All right, so I asked Ben something earlier, Dan, and and I wanted to, you know, I never got your, you know, your kind of take on it because I, you know, we go back and forth on questions with 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 our guests, and that's fine. Right. I mentioned that bunker mentality. Does it seem a little more accented with the UK team this year than usual? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes, and, you know, and, you notice something and you're like, maybe that's been going on, but it really does feel like we're guys are like stopping questions to say, let me back that up about Savir and like those sorts right. of things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no. And, and you know, uh, I think Cal <laughs> mentioned it in his post game. Yeah, the Vanderbilt game. And, you know, uh, again, uh, yeah, Vanderbilt game was great. I thought they played as a unit better than they have all year. I thought I thought there were still some big holes in that game. So I'm not, you know, sure. I'm not I'm not calling them a number three seed yet. But uh, that I think that does come. He said it, it was a crisis. And it was a huge crisis. I mean, you lose you lose at home to the worst team in the SEC, uh, and and people are holding up signs. Cal, please go to Texas. It is a crisis. Sure. And so you know that can that can do one of two things, Louie. It it can it can splinter a team or it can galvanize a team. And this team, it looks to me, has certainly been galvanized. And and I think they have a little bit of, of that. Uh, us against the world mentality and um yeah no i don't think there's any any doubt of that at all yeah so i i just it 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 really stood out to me when he made that comment i had another question prepped actually but then he made that comment and i thought no no, i gotta ask about that because yeah yeah it does stand out to me that there is a and i think some of this comes from cal where he talks about over and over this place isn't for everybody you know you you know it's uh you know Camelot and it's different and blah 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 you know it, it, so some of it comes from Cal but to hear the guys also echoing it is very interesting it's it's different than usual usually we just hear it from Cal right but to hear it from the players and and to have them be you know forceful about it is is just different and so I, I didn't I didn't know if I was I was noticing something that everyone else had noticed or whatever, but um, you know it's uh yeah it just it does seem like they have a bit of that. Well, and and you know when you when you stop and think about it, and that's when I retired from basketball, people said, "Well, do you miss the game? Uh, you know, do you, do you wish you'd played another year?" Mm. No, I mm. didn't miss I didn't miss the game at all. I squeezed every last drop out of that out of that career uh, do you miss getting on an airplane two or three times no I don't, I don't miss any of it what i missed what i missed was the camaraderie uh, of and the togetherness of the locker room because you know when, when push comes to shove it, it's you 12 or 15 or however many it's the coaches and and it's the training staff you're there every day i mean this is your life and going forward. And if you're successful, you're going to have everybody patting you on the back and telling you how good you are. If you stink, you're going to have people saying, what is wrong with you? I'm never coming to another Nugget game. That was the part of my basketball career that I missed the most. That 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 mentality that it really is you against the world because that's your job that's your livelihood and the fans and and even the media to a certain extent you know they can go on and do other things so um yeah i i think that that's very important yeah i very different thing but that's how i feel about when i was a teacher i miss the classroom but i don't miss lesson planning and and meeting with administration and you know all yeah. in grading yeah. and all those other things. I don't miss the the day-to-day part of that, but I miss hanging out, you know, in in the classroom setting for sure. Yeah. All right, I I got to get one thing off my chest here, Dan. I've never had a platform for this conversation before. But uh of course, uh one guy gets into the baseball hall of fame this year and his name is Scott Rowland 
And I don't know if he's deserving or not. I kind of don't. I don't have a huge opinion on that. But we have this article today that Joey Votto is a Hall of Famer on ESPN. Do you know what wins above replacement is, Dan? Uh, I, I know what the term is. I have no idea how how it, it is, um, uh, how they come up with the formula, how they do the math. I, I, no, I don't, I don't know at all. Sure. So let's, let's put that aside. Let's assume that, that we don't understand the math. Here are the top players in wins above replacement all time. Babe Ruth, Walter Johnson, Cy Young, Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, Henry Aaron, Roger Clemens, Tris Speaker, and Honus Wagner. That's a pretty good set of players, yes? Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Very much so. Okay. So uh, on, that, on this list, at, 100 and, um, at 103 is Scott Rowland. He just got into the Hall of Fame. Right. Here are the guys from... And, and the reason I bring this up is because my favorite baseball player growing up was a guy named Lou Whitaker. Played second baseman for the Tigers for for the Tigers yeah. for nineteen yeah. seasons. Really, right. uh, still one, the all time leading second baseman in, in double plays. He's eighty third on this list, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Everyone around him is in the Hall of Fame on this list. Derek Jeter is ninety fifth on this list. He's ahead of Derek Jeter, and they and like he's not even on the ballot. And and I don't I don't. I don't know, understand the process at all. They have these veteran committees. If a guy is just objectively by the numbers that tell you that Babe Ruth is the best player of all time, that Honus Wagner is a top 10 player of all time, and he's a top 100 player in the history of the game, and he's got better overall total career stats than the guys behind him, Ron Santos in the frickin' Hall of Fame, Gary Carter, Scott Rowland. I mean, Lou Whitaker needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm doing. That's it. I'm not. I'll get off the baseball talk. Yeah. Put Lou Whitaker. You, in the you know, the, 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 if the he played, if that, he played for the Cubs or the Yankees, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. He'd but be he in played, the Hall of Fame. He played for that's, the Tigers, and that's, that's BS. probably. That's you BS. know, it see it seems like this committee that votes on the Hall of Famers, uh, they they have. Uh, they have their own agenda. Uh, you know, Todd Helton missed by 11 points or 11 votes this year. I told Sherry, I said, Todd Helton didn't get elected. You know why? Because he played at Coors Field. <laughs> and these writers are going to say, well, these numbers are, right. are inflated because, I mean, it wasn't Todd Helton's fault that he played for the Rockies. And he was awesome. But, yeah, yes. but they have they seem to have these agendas on, you know, and maybe some of it's personal who who treated them good. And um, uh, I, I don't know. No, I, if you can only come up with one guy to put in the Hall of Fame, two guys in three years, uh, it, it's, it's not worth it. Uh, the music is playing. We got to get out of here. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. This has been Big 44 and Louie on ESPN 680 105.7. Have a great day, everybody. Free Lou. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.